Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Now it's time for us to give. Stay- 
reach out and touch our world. Can you hear the Spirit calling? 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 It's our time. It's our time. Oh, oh, oh. it's our time. Said afternoon to us all watching from all over the world. Um, I'm welcoming you to today's um, seed conference. It's going to be another blessed time, blessed opportunity in the presence of the Lord. Welcoming um, Pastor Kofi Asamwa from Ghana, Pastor Abhishek from India, from Pune. Pastor Abhishek, God bless you. Get all your shepherds to log on. Pastor Enoch um, from Accra, thank you for watching. God bless you. Pastor Raymond from Freetown, Sierra Leone. God bless you, Pastor, um, Lady Pastor Beatrice. Pastor Beatrice, Asimwe from Uganda. God bless you for watching. Wow. Bishop William, agreements. God bless you. Thank you for the honor of watching. You know, Bishop Doug teaches us that sometimes when somebody makes an effort to um, be in your presence, it's an honor. And so I do not take all your um companionship and you're watching this these conferences for granted god bless you i want to honor all the bishops from uganda who um watch all the time we receive the testimonies you are sending we are honored because um we are just vessels we are earthen vessels in the hands of god i also want to honor bishop dagwood knows for writing all these books you know all the teachings that have been doing are all and only from his books and i'm just repeating what he has taught me and taught us all these years that have made his ministry the united denominations one of the cutting edge ministries in the body of christ worldwide and i honor him for his effort and for his labor you know he um, celebrated his birthday last week thursday and we honored him here and um like i said he's given away a birthday present which um is still available now and so you can just go on to um the macarios tv facebook page you can download faith faith secrets um here it is it is one of the 13 new books awesome book awesome book bible says that this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith it's the biggest book in the set of 13 new books and it's free bishop is giving it away as his birthday gift to us all. So, um, God bless you. Um, you can just go and get it. You can also join my Telegram channel. And you can get all the conferences that we've been doing from the beginning, from the um, last week in April. And so now they are all there free of charge for you to download. Like I said earlier, another birthday gift was Prophets Igniting a Passion Song Less, the song that we've been using to pray during the um, flow prayer meetings are also there for your free download bible says freely have you received freely give so it's all there for you to have pastor franklin from to whom you are welcome pastor Stephen, all the way from malta 
Malta, you are also welcome to the show. What a blessing to the conference. Pastor Victor Bogla, also from Botiano. Wow, you are also welcome. We acknowledge all your presence. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity. Holy Spirit, I invite your presence into this studio so that out of it, your presence will go out into all the world. We thank you for this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember also as you are watching, invite a pastor, friend of yours, invite your shepherds, invite your colleagues in ministry to tune in. It's going to be a blessing. Today I'm continuing to share um, on church planting. Last week or yesterday, we started with the mindset of the church planter. How the mind of somebody who plants churches works. You know, Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So, it is all about what's in your mind. Bible says, guard your heart or protect your heart or keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. Everything you do is dependent upon what is in your heart. Bible says that the thoughts or the mind of the diligent tend to plenty. You know, so whether you have plenty churches or not depends on how your mind works. And that's why yesterday we went through the mindset of a church planter. Today we are continuing wow pastor andrew antonio pastor antonio all the way from australia wow. you are also welcome amen. amen today i want to share with you about church planting and the tent ministry okay. church planting and the tent ministry. ministry simply put the tent ministry is unpaid pastoral work you do pastoral work but you are not paid for it by the church you know because the way the world is today anywhere to pay everybody who's involved in the work of god the work of god will grind to an immediate end yeah. amen. amen and you understand that there are some the ripe regions of the world that where you can preach the gospel and where souls can be saved now are poor areas of the world africa south america asia you know people think that asia is a rich place because of the product they produce i tell you i've worked in asia extensively you could even say that Asia is poorer than Africa. Merci. I'm telling you. Merci. I mean, I, would, I have driven through the length and breadth of some Asian countries and you would see some places and your heart will break. Merci. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but those are where the harvest is ripe. Mm. In Uganda, Gulu, and other places um, uh, in the south, there's, there are towns. The harvest is ripe. You know, the Bible says that only you need to lift up your eyes mm. and see that the fields are white unto harvest. Yes. It's because you are looking down at yourself that you cannot see. Yeah. You know, and so if you pay everybody who has to go, you will not be able to do it. Mm. And there are also some countries where you cannot go and then stay in the country to serve God as a full-time pastor. You know, because you, you need residential permits, you need um, um, legal ways of staying in most countries in the world today. And without that, you cannot do missionary. There are many countries where, except you have legal residence, which you can only get through a work permit or by keeping a circular job, you will be absolutely unable of doing the work of God. So, in the last days, the tent ministry has become an extremely important part of ministry. Amen. Amen. Number one, Pastor Freitas in Kanga from South Africa you are welcome. Pastor Jackson again from Italy. Good to see you. Pastor Raquel from Trinidad and Tobago. 
God bless you as well. Pastor, Pastor Gerald George from Trinidad and Tobago. Pastor Kimberly. Lady Pastor Kimberly Gavin from Trinidad and Tobago. Wow. You are all welcome. Such a blessing. But if I keep acknowledging you, I, I will not preach. I'm sure. So I'm sure you know I love you all. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Seven things you should know about the tent ministry. Or seven things you should know about the tent ministry. Acts chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. Let's stand in our Bibles. Acts chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. You know, and I'm sharing this with you as an experienced church planter and as an experienced missionary and as an experienced worker for God. You know, so I'm not only sharing with you theories. I'm, see, I, see, I'll also be telling you what to do. Okay. You know, because tr- truly and frankly, the, the missionary that I send to the field becomes successful. Wow. Yeah, that's the reality. Acts chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. After these things, please be changing the scriptures quickly. After these things, Paul departed from Athens. What is this? I'm reading from the contemporary English version. Paul left Athens and went to Corinth, where he met Aquila, a Jewish man from Pontus. Not long before this, Aquila had come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Emperor Claudius had ordered the Jewish people to leave Rome. Paul went to see Aquila and Priscilla and found out that they were tent makers. Mm. They were builders. They were contractors. Mm. They were tailors. They were accountants. They were engineers. They were lawyers. Mm. Paul found out that they were doctors. They were teachers. They were cleaners. They were drivers. When Paul met them, Paul found out that, ha! These guys were architects. They, 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 they were medical practitioners. Mm. Paul found out that these guys were carpenters. They were engineers. Paul found out that they were air-conditioned repairers. Wow. And look at what happened next. Paul also was a tent speaker. Paul also was a lawyer. Paul also was an architect. Paul also was an engineer. Yes. Paul also was a teacher. Yes. Paul also was a lecturer. Paul also was a fisherman. Yes. Paul also was a tent maker. Yes. So he stayed with them and they worked together. And they worked together in the tent making ministry. They worked together in architecture. They worked together in the law firm. They worked together in the medical hospital. They worked together as nurses. They worked together. Then every Sabbath, Paul went to the Jewish meeting place. Every Sabbath day, Paul went to church. And he spoke to the Jews and Gentiles and tried to win them over. In the King James, he said that, and he tried to persuade them. That is preaching. What, what am I doing now? I'm trying to persuade you to become a church planter. What am I doing now? I'm trying to win you over to get involved with church planting. That's, that's all I'm doing. I'm trying to convince you to get into church planting. Either by going yourself, or by sending people to go, or by supporting people as they are on the mission field. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to persuade you. I'm trying to win you over. I'm trying to convince you. I'm trying to change your mind. I'm trying to encourage you. That is preaching. Amen. Number one. Seven things you should know about the tent ministry. Number one. The tent ministry is actually the lay ministry. Yeah. Where you work and then you are also a pastor. Because the church cannot pay you. Like I was saying, in many regions of the world, you cannot even stay. Mm. 
if you don't have a residential permit. And the only way you can get a residential permit is by having a job to do. You know, I can tell you that one of my best experiences in ministry was when I was a lay pastor in Gambia. When I was in Senegal, I was full-time. And when I was going to Gambia, Bishop said that, look, the church does better, or a new church, or when you are starting a church, the church does better when the pastor even has a secular job because it helps him to integrate better into the society. And then you get to know more people who can even help you in your job. But when you are cocooned in your steady praying, you are cocooned as a man of God. You, 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 you've quarantined yourself when there's no coronavirus, but you quarantined yourself saying that Jesus said, when you go into your closet, but what Jesus carefully, he didn't stay in his closet. He didn't quarantine himself in his closet. He was always up and about and integrated in society. Yes, because remember that he was a carpenter. Jesus started off in the lay ministry. Mm. Jesus was a lay pastor before he became full-time at the age of 30. Amen. Amen. So get out of your closet and become a carpenter. Get out of your closet and practice law. Get out of your closet, become a fisherman. Get out of your closet, become a farmer. Get out of your closet, become a teacher. Yes. Yeah, leave your closet. Mm. Jesus didn't stay in his closet. You two don't stay in your closet. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. Amen. So when I went to Gambia, I found a job as um, in a freight forwarding company. So we used to ship things into Gambia, ship things out of Gambia. God ship Gambia Limited. Wow. Yeah, I had a very good boss called Mr. Michel Gay. Nice man. I heard he's, he's an old man now in London. Wow. Pray for him, you know. God, God, gave him, God gave me favor before him. Wow. And I behaved myself wisely. Wow. And he promoted me to become the manager of the company. Mm. Yeah. He didn't know anything about the company apart from what I told him mm. was happening in the company. He didn't even need to come to work. Mm. Everything was in order so long as I was in charge. Mm. As a manager. Through being a manager, we were able to start a bookshop in Gambia because all the books that were shipped from Ghana to Gambia, to Banjo, were shipped in the name of the company in which I was working. Wow. Yeah. Everything about it. So we were able to start it. Through my being in the company, I was able to get jobs for the church members. Wow. Yes. I, I employed some of the church members. Through being in that job, I was able to meet high-ranking government officials and important people in society who were able to help the church. In different things that the church was doing. The church became better because I was lay. Wow. The church did better because I was lay. Hmm. Yes. Amen. Amen. And apart from that as well, as a lay pastor, I held my first camp meeting. Hmm. Yes. Three-day camp meeting. I, as a full-time pastor in Senegal, I never held a camp meeting. Of, you know, of course, the church was small. I was starting it. Hmm. But some of the great ministerial achievement i did was as a lay pastor wow. not as a full-time pastor amen. amen and so you can become very fruitful in the tent ministry mm-hmm. even as a church planter there's so much you can do for god and succeed and be successful amen. in the ministry even as a lay person mm. and paul a lot about 80 percent of his ministry was as a lay pastor mm. not as a full-time pastor you know so wherever you are listening to me 
try to tune your mind away from the need and the necessity and the importance of being paid by the church for the services that you render or what you're doing as a pastor. Your church may do better if you get a job and integrate better into society. The Bible says of Christ, you know, when Christ came to start his church, he didn't come as an angel or even as God, but he came as the son of man and he came to integrate himself into our society. The Bible says that and he humbled himself and became a man. He humbled himself and became a carpenter. He humbled himself and became an engineer. You also humble yourself and become a lawyer. Humble yourself and become a doctor. Humble yourself and become a driver. Humble yourself and become a teacher. Like Jesus also humbled himself. So he could integrate into our society. You to humble yourself and integrate into the society in which you have been sent to. And stop giving excuses. Number two. It is possible, possible. very possible, possible. to combine circular work Mm. with the ministry. Like I said, (laughs) Paul was Paul, gone to heaven, for Paul to be saved, Christ appeared to him. Mm. You, Christ has, I I mean, for Paul to become a new believer, God himself came down. Aha. And even he became a lay pastor. What excuse do you have? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> because you speak in tongues, you cannot go and work in your bank. Because you speak in tongues. So you cannot go and work in the bank again. You cannot be a teacher again. No, you can. It will make your church better. Wow. You see, when you become a teacher, a teacher is almost like a non, a, an unanointed pastor. Mm. Students look up to their teachers. When you are a pastor and a teacher, you have a greater opportunity to influence your students. Wow. Yes. Amen. One of the good jobs to do is on the mission field is to be a teacher. Okay. You can apply. Listen, let me get into some practical things now. You know, to be a good missionary, you can apply to have accreditation to teach in international schools okay. wherever you are. $300, you can get a degree in teaching in international schools baccalaureate curriculums and then you can get very good jobs wherever you are in british schools in american schools in canadian schools all over the world all these countries have international schools and with those accreditations you can get jobs Mm. listen the missionaries that i train and send the missionaries that are connected to me i make sure that they write those exams there's no missionary i say who is poor there's no missionary i say who struggles financially no Mm. I set them up so that on the mission field, number one, those jobs will get them employment visas. Okay. All the missionaries that I send, they have employment visas in the countries in which they are. They are not illegal citizens who are running away from the law, who don't know where their next meal will come from. Yes. Because they are all teachers in international schools. Most of them are teachers in international schools. Working hard. And then on the Sabbath day, they were risen in the synagogues. Okay and try to win people over and try to persuade the jews to become christians yes amen it is possible to combine it i look as i speak to you i am full-time now but there was a point in my ministry where i had to combine secular work and you see like i was saying i worked so well and so hard that i was made the manager of the company and then the 
the church didn't have a computer so my computer in the office became the church computer wow. on monday mornings i would send the reports for sunday to the headquarters in accra because i had internet in the office so so through being a lay pastor i also became the church administrator mm. yes sending reports to accra sending emails communicating everything be- because i was a lay pastor it is possible to combine it and as soon as work closed then the pastoral work started starts so you give to caesar what is caesar what is for caesar and then to god what is for god amen first corinthians chapter 9 verse 14 first corinthians 9 14 he said even though has the lord commanded <laughs> that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel amen. amen number three very important point here number three the new testament example of the tenth ministry is apostle paul and no one can be better than apostle paul yes. he was the best of the best yeah. <laughs> and the old testament example of the tenth ministry was daniel hmm. look Daniel was so successful in the lay ministry that he held three high-ranking titles. Mm. Number one, was a member of parliament for the Babylonian province. Wow. Was an MP in Ghana, like Kennedy Japan, mm. but of a different type. <laughs> or let's choose a safer MP. Was an MP like who? Who are the MPs in Ghana? I don't know their names. <laughs> Kennedy Japan. He's, he's the most famous MP in Ghana. Then number two. He was also the second vice president. Yes. Third in command. In the reign of Belshazzar. The whole country was the third most important person. But he was a lay pastor. Number three. He was also the prime minister. During the reign of Darius. Very no, and you may think these guys are lazy people. Eh? A lot of these government officials they work they work hard in meetings, taking decisions, deliberating, discussion. They are busy men. But the Bible says of Daniel that he turned his face toward Jerusalem and he prayed three times a day. He never left his priestly ministry, even to the extent that when they wanted to trap him, they themselves said that. We will find no fault in him except in the matter of his God. Wow. That means that it is his pastoral work mm. that we will be able to use to trap him. Wow. Yes. Excellent in his political work, excellent in his pastoral work. Excellent in his political work, excellent in his pastoral work. Now, what can you say for yourself? Can you say that excellent in your pastoral work, excellent in your medical work? Excellent in your pastoral work. Excellent in your teaching work. Excellent in your pastoral work. Excellent in your legal work. Excellent in your pastoral work. Excellent in your architectural work. Excellent in your pastoral work. Excellent in your epidemiological work. You can be excellent here and excellent here. And of course, if the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of excellence, dwells in you, you'll be excellent in everything that you do. Like Bishop Dag, he would shares with us that when he was a medical student, he was ex- an excellent student. Mm. And then he also started a church. 
when I was also in the university, I was excellent, an excellent student. Mm. At the point, I stopped going to the notice board to check my result because I knew it would be an A. Mm. I stopped going. <laughs> From my second year, the lowest grade I got was an A minus. I stopped going. I thought it was, a wa- it was a waste of time to go and check something you already know. Mm. Excellent student, an excellent pastor. Yes. So you can do it as well. I said you can do it as well. Paul was excellent. He wrote one third of the New Testament, very fruitful, from Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, going on and on. Hebrews, all written by a lay pastor. A lay pastor. pastor. What excuse do you have? Yes. Full-time ministry is not all that there is. And, And like I was saying, in the last days, at the door, as Satan is closing the doors to countries, mm. the only way you can enter will be through the lay ministry. Mm. Listen, I am more experienced in lay ministry than you. Mm. I'm more experienced. It, it, it is very likely mm. that if you are watching me, I am more experienced than you in what I'm saying. And I'm saying that for most countries in the world now, the only way, only way. you can enter and stay legally mm. is through the lay ministry. So if you're a senior pastor and you're watching me, you intend to go to international church planting, get all your missionaries to write exams, Mm. to get accreditation to teach, to become teachers. Mm. They should write the the, um, exams of of English as a foreign language to get accreditation to teach English. Mm. (laughs) Otherwise, they they can't go. And if they go, they can't stay. Mm. I'm telling you. Otherwise, they cannot go. And if they go, they cannot stay. They can also go as students. Yes. Every country admits international students. They can go as students and take a course that they will never pass. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm teaching you practical ways of doing ministry. They write five exams they intentionally pass three and fail two to lengthen the course because you see the bible says for we do all things for the sake of the gospel you must fail some exams for the sake of the gospel because you are not there to get an earthly degree you are there to get a spiritual degree by starting a church so you write the exams you pass three you fail two then they have to defer the course you don't mind, you cry. You pretend you are sad. You cry. You say, I promise I'll pass the next time. Then you make sure you pass the two. Then you now go to year two. So the call that's supposed to be for four years, you take about seven years to finish it. That's right. Hey! hey. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. <laughs> wow. Pastor Lubang Lubang. Bangakene from Uganda. God bless you. Beautiful. Sometimes, number four, sometimes it is the will of God for you to be a tent minister. And sometimes it is the will of God for you to be in full-time ministry. Okay. Hallelujah. My Kwanzaa, you are also watching God bless you. I acknowledge you. Philippians 4.12 I know both how to be obeyed. Philippians 4.12 mm. 
I know both how to be abased and how to abound. In everything and everywhere, I am instructed both to be full and also to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. Pastor Mike from Gambia, you are welcome. Hallelujah. So there are times when God will require you to be full time. Like now, I am full time. Yeah. Hey, because if I was late, it is 1 p.m. I would have had to be in my office working. And how can I minister to you? So there are times when you, it would be, you would be unable mm. to minister effectively as a lay pastor. And when that season comes, you need to switch to full time. You, see, you might be able to become all things to all men all the time. All the time. That you might by all means save some. You must have the wisdom of the serpent. Bishop Dag, he almost has written a book, How to Be as Wise as a Serpent. Here it is. Very good. Beautiful. The serpent is the most successful animal because it can adapt itself mm. to any and all environment. Mm. Any and all environment, it can flourish there. The serpent flourishes in the desert. The serpent flourishes in the snow. Mm. Hey. It flourishes in sand. It flourishes in water. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. It flourishes where there's food. It flourishes where there's no food. Mm. The serpent can do all things through Christ all that strengthens it. And you can also do all things yes. through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. Amen. So when the environment calls for you to be hungry, be hungry. Mm. It calls for you to be full, be full. It calls for you to be lay, be lay. It calls for you to be full time, be full time. Yes. When I was ministering in India, I was ministering there as a lay person, as a businessman. Wow. Hey. <laughs> then I came back to Ghana. If I, whenever I see the plane and arrive in Ghana, then I switch to full time. When I go to India, then I switch to lay come to Ghana, I switch to full time. In any and in all things, I allow myself both to be hungry and to suffer it. Aha! Which brings me to another point. One of the reasons why many people are unable to be successful missionaries is because they have decided for themselves a certain minimum level of comfort Mm. below which they will not accept. Oh, that's a shame. It's a shame. That's a big shame. Big shame. You know, as a missionary, you must learn to be hard. Mm. You see, one day I brought a, someone from an extremely financially poor background to the Bible school in Ghana, thinking that when he saw the beauty and the splendor of the, of the Kazo Bible school, he was like, wow, from where I'm coming from, because I tell you, the house he's coming from is probably maybe just a little bigger than the bookcase. I didn't say the room. I said the house. <laughs> a little bigger than the bookcase. I was shocked at the complaints. At the complaints. Of course, after two months, he couldn't stay. He went back. That's when I learned for all time that ingratitude and contentment has nothing to do with your background. It is a spirit. Mm. It's true. 
when I was in India, at the point I transferred myself, I, was, I came to Ghana, Bishop told me, look, you are very successful in this city, go and replicate the success in this other city. So I moved. When I moved there, I bought a mattress, small mattress, and I put it on the floor. The mattress I bought maybe was about the size of half of the bookcase here. Yeah. And I put it on the floor. And the pastor there said, never. We will never allow you to lie on the floor. I told her that, please. When I lie down, whenever you sleep, it's the same as you are dead. You don't know where you are dead at. So I said, please. I'm not here to live a comfortable life. Mm. I just put the mattress on the floor. Voluntarily, I could have bought them beds mm. and put them side by side. <laughs> but there's no need for that. The Bible says Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Pride is the number one reason for disobedience to God. And our failure and our inability to be successful in the mission field. Yes. He humbled himself and became obedient. Even the death of the cross. Because of that, God has also highly exalted him. You see, the death to which you voluntarily take yourself to will determine the heights to which God will take you to. Voluntarily. From that floor, in Bangalore, India, I met the highest pastors in India wow. from that floor. From that floor. <laughs> mm. Highest pastors of international repute. Mm. Yes, from, from that floor. And grew the church mm. to become a big church in India. Mm. Mm. Because it's easier to pray lying on the floor than lying on a comfortable bed. You are not praying because of the comfort of your bed. That's why when bishops start leading that in the floor prices, every standing, you have, you have to get out from that bed so you can pray well. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Philippians 4.12. I'm instructed. It's an instruction. Both with, you know, I was with a missionary in, maybe I shouldn't mention the country. Maybe, maybe I should mention the country. Yes. Botswana. Bishop Patrick Incum, you know, I had to visit him and I was staying with him in his house. He'd been on the mission field for about three um, years. We had the biggest church in Botswana. Wow. Yeah, with an attendance at that time of about 500. Wow. But you know, one day his wife told me something. He, she said, since we came on the mission field, he has never slept at home in the night before. You see, success has a price. <laughs> success has a price. He said, you sleep in the afternoon, then in the night, you get up and go to the medical school and be teaching the students, engaging them, preaching, talking. Today, he has one of the largest lighthouse branches in the world. Mm. Yes. And he's a lay person. I'm sure he's full-time, but he was lay. This time he was laid as a doctor, a medical doctor. I was see, then I saw that no, you see, whenever you see somebody succeeding in something, there is a secret, secret. you may not know. Yes, true. Every look, his brother he had never slept at home before. You'll <laughs> mm. be at home there in the night, you go and teach, engage the medical students, talk to them, preach to them. 
talk to you, encourage them, come to church. They will come, come to church. Now, here are one of the biggest branches in Botswana, one of the biggest branches in Lighthouse Chapel. Mm. But you want to sleep? Mm. <laughs> you want to be full, you don't want to be hungry. You want to abound, you don't want to abase. Mm. It's not magic. That's just how it is. And like, I, and like I'm saying, he was a lay pastor. I want to emphasize the layness mm. of his ministry. Same as our church in South Africa. For many years, our bishop there, Bishop Dr. Emmanuel Klufio, was a medical doctor and built one of the largest churches in South Africa as a medical doctor wow. as well. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Number five. Ah, we still have some time. You can send in your questions if you want to. If we get them in time, we will answer them. Pastor Kamara from Freetown, you are welcome. Pastor Balfour from Accra, you are welcome. Wow. Reverend Laie from um, Abidjan. This is the first time we are seeing Abidjan. You are welcome. Reverend Laie from Abidjan, you are welcome. Pastor Amponsa from Zimbabwe, you are welcome. Pastor Mishak Ramushaba. This sounds like South Africa. You are also welcome to the show. Number five. The 10th ministry will be a prominent ministry in the last days. And I'm convinced about it. That's why I'm teaching it. You know, as I continue, there's something God has brought to my mind. I need to teach you as well. If you're a missionary watching me, learn to raise partners Mm. to help you in your mission field. Yeah, I want to teach this very, very, very clearly because I don't know who you are. I don't know if I'll ever even see you. So that's not the point. But you know, learn to raise mission partners. I teach all my missionaries how to raise partners for, the, for themselves on the mission field. Because, look, experience will teach you that without being wealthy, you will never succeed on the mission field. Let me tell you clearly, listen, I'm more experienced than you. I am more experienced than you in what I'm telling you. Mm. Without being personally wealthy, mm. or at least not being poor, you will never do well on the mission field. You won't pray. And when you pray, it will be for money, not for church growth. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have enough money to go on visitation. You will do a calculation. That look, this is my last $10. Let me save it and use it to go to church tomorrow. If I go on visitation today, how would I go to church tomorrow? So you you will sacrifice because you are also wise, you will sacrifice your visitation for church. It's true. Yeah. And as I travel around, I've seen that the pastors who are personally wealthy have bigger churches than the pastors who are poor. Don't argue with me. I'm telling you the truth. I don't like people who argue. <laughs> don't argue with truth. I said if I let me say it again. As I've traveled around the world, and please, I've, I've been to more countries than almost anybody who is watching me. It's true. That's that one too. So please, listen to me. <laughs> I have noticed that pastors who are personally wealthy, not that the church is wealthy, because the church can be rich, the pastor is poor. Yeah. The church cannot be poor, the pastor is rich. But I can tell you that wherever I've been to where the pastor is personally wealthy, mm-hmm. the church usually is a church that is doing well. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, Pastor Ampere from Canada. 
watching all the way from Ottawa. God bless you. I acknowledge your presence. Acts 8, Acts 18, verse 3 and 4. And because Paul was of the same trade, he abode with them, he stayed with them and worked. Paul worked. Why don't you want to work? Because by their occupation, they were tent makers. And on the Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue with them and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Amen. So I'm teaching you raise partners. How do you raise partners? I will teach you that one also. Step number one. Find your friends and your family who believe in you. That's right. Friends from your childhood, friends from your university days, friends from your secondary school, friends from your area who have good jobs. Never ask a poor man for money. He won't give you. It's true. He's thinking about how he himself will ask you for money. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching you practical guidelines that have worked for many years. Ask people, and second key, never ask anybody for money who doesn't believe in you. (laughs) Yes. So don't ask a poor man, and also don't ask somebody who doesn't believe in you. One day, I was raising funds, and I saw a very, 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 very rich man who was also my friend, but he didn't believe in me. I mean, he believed in me as a friend. We even used to play golf together. He was a friend. I liked him. He liked me. But he didn't believe in me as a pastor. So I was raising funds for my church. And I had to ask him for money to buy something for my church. Look, it destroyed our relationship for two years. Because now he began to avoid me. I was so hurt. Because, you know, I could see him. And like he's coming towards me, I'm coming towards him. There's nowhere to turn to the left or the right, so we have to meet. Mm-hmm. When we are walking <laughs> towards each other, just before he gets to me, he'll pick a call. Hello, yeah. So, aha, aha. Toss, how? Yeah. Yeah, aha. So, what the? Hey. <laughs> it happened a few times, so now I couldn't even talk to him again as a friend because. Every time I tried to just relate with him as a friend, he would think I was coming to ask him for money. That was when I learned that never ask somebody for money who doesn't believe in you. He may be your friend, but if he doesn't believe in you, don't ask him for money because not only will he not give you, it will spoil your relationship with him. So, call your mates from university, your sheep from the university, people who believe in you, People who like you, people who as you've even been on the field, they try to support you. They say, oh, we are so happy. What you are doing is the best. You know, God bless you. As you are there, we are fully behind you. Contact them clearly. Mm. Clearly. Mm. With clear words. And tell them that, look, God has blessed you. You're on the mission field. You are happy. The mission is doing well. You are encouraged. You know, God has brought you to a good place. That people never communicate negative and depressing information. Mm. Always be upbeat. Nobody supports something that is failing. Because unto him who has shall more be given. So always talk about how blessed and happy you are. Not how discouraged and despondent and destitute you are. Everybody has his own problems Mm. already. So say how God has blessed you. And then tell them that please, can you support me 
Don't ask for a lot of money. Always ask for money that people can easily give without feeling it. Yes, people love themselves more, more than you. <laughs> like Bishop teaches us, somebody's headache is more important to him than your cancer. Better believe it. Better believe it. I'm telling you things I've taught the missionaries under me who have practiced it and are blessed. I'm there for little money. Can you support me with $20 a month? Can you support me with $10 a month? Or can you help me with, we are buying something in church or as my wife has given me, I mean something. But as for little money that they can easily give every month. Something small every month. They are more likely to give it than something big even once a year. So ask for something small all the time. And have a group of about 10 people like that. If everybody is giving you $20 a month and they are 10, that's $200 a month. Yes. And you can do something quite substantial with it. It can help you if you are getting $200 a month, your wife too is getting $200 a month from your partners, that's $400 a month. And the poverty life for the, uh, according to the United Nations is $300 a month. So that you I cannot live. So talk to people to help you. Don't keep your mouth shut. There is a saying I learned a few weeks ago that a shut mouth does not get fed. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So talk to them. And when they send you money, acknowledge them, always be sending them pictures of what's going on in the church. We, we have just had a convention. It was such a blessing. This, that, we are about to buy land. This, that, that, you send them pictures to let them know what is going on on the mission field with you. Wow. When your wife gets pregnant, send them pictures, you know, to encourage them so that they also start planning for the money they will send you in nine months' time when your wife delivers to encourage you. Amen. Amen. These are practical things you need to do. On the mission field, maybe you've, as I'm preaching, you've decided to go and write this online course. It's about $300. Some of them are $180. Some are $200. You found one. You can contact someone that there's this online course I want to do. It will help me to get a job as a teacher and help me to get a permanent residence in this country. So, can you please pay for it for me? Because it will help me to get permanent rent. Not that you want to be a teacher to be rich, but you want to get to be a teacher so you can get an employment visa to be legally resident in the country. Ask a partner to pay for it for you. Mm. Jesus always asks for things. He said, go into the city, you will see a donkey. Yeah. Tie it and bring it to me. If the owner asks you that, why are you taking my donkey? Tell them that the master has needs of them and he will allow you to bring it. Wow. Jesus told Zacchaeus, tonight I'm coming to eat in your house. Jesus told Peter, please, I need your boat now to preach. If God is asking for things, clearly. God God didn't say, dash me your donkey. He said, I want to use your donkey for something now. He didn't tell Peter that I'm taking your boat away from you. He said, no, I need to use your boat for something now. Be always specific in what you ask for. Amen. Amen. And you find yourself becoming wealthy on the mission field and your mind will now leave money and you now concentrate on the church and making the church grow and making the church work like bishop himself taught us that when he started in the ministry he had no money so he called his sister in switzerland and said look god has called me to be a pastor and to preach in secondary schools and to preach to students will you support me he didn't 
I'm a pastor, so please feed my family. He said, specifically, I want to be a pastor. God has called me to be a pastor. Will you support me? And she said, yes, I will support you. And she supported him. You have no support because you have not asked anyone. Bible says in James that you receive not because you ask not. Clearly. So someone will encourage you that start on the mission field. If you, if you keep your mouth shut, you'll be poor. One of the things that Bishop teaches all the time is the importance of communication. Talking. Send, send your, part, your, your partner's pictures. Always be in touch with them. Not that only at the end of the month that you ask them for money. There's nobody who that look, your partners are not ATM machines. I'll say it again. Your mission partners are not ATM machines. They are human beings with their own needs. So don't only communicate with them when you need something. Always be in touch with them. Be come their friend, be sending them pictures. You go to school, can maybe you even given an award in the school or something nice happens, some Christmas party in church, some Easter program you are having, just send them pictures. Be chatting with them. If you get a problem, you are sick, tell them. Amen. Amen. And you see yourself being so blessed in the name of Jesus. And like I'm saying, to be prominent again. In Asia, in Asia, you are not going to Asia as a full-time pastor, please. (laughs) It, 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 It won't work. It won't work. I'm just telling you that it won't work. You're not going to South America as a full-time pastor. Mm. Even in Africa, you can go as a full-time pastor, but your poverty will be evident to you very quickly. Mm. Yes, you need partners. You need support. So the lay ministry is going to become very prominent again today. Mm. You see, and the world has become so materialistic and so selfish that when you go as a lay pastor, people sort of have a way of receiving you better. Because, you know, Satan has also succeeded in giving pastors a bad reputation. So when you go as later, they can clearly see that you are not here because of money. Because you have your own job. It is easier for them to receive you and your ministry easier and faster and better. Amen. Amen. Number six. Are you being blessed? Oh, yes. <laughs> Bishop Saki, you are welcome. <laughs> Number six. Paul practiced the tenth ministry so that others would follow his good example. Amen. Amen. Paul, Paul practiced so that see, the reason why he did it was so that people would also do it and learn from me. At the point, Paul told Timothy, be ye imitators of me. That word imitate is, is from the Greek word mimetos, which means to mimic me. That means just do exactly what I'm doing. Acts chapter 20, verse 32 to 36. I now place you in God's care. Remember the messages about his great kindness. This message can help you and give you what belongs to you as God's people. Look at me. I've never wanted anyone's money or clothes. You know how I have worked with my own hands to make a living for myself. I have worked with my own hands to make a living for myself. By everything I did, I showed you how you should work to help everyone who is in need. I've shown you how to do it. In everything, as you saw me being an architect, as you saw me being a doctor, as 
she saw me being a seamstress as she saw me being a tailor working hard with my hands i was showing you how you should also do it second thessalonians 3 verse 7 for you yourselves know how we ought to how you ought to follow us for we behave ourselves for we did not behave ourselves disorderly among you neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing but we worked <laughs> but we worked with labor Ish. They, they didn't just work oh. they worked with labor not just work with labor but also with travail that means the hard dwelling work night and day so that we might not be chargeable to any of you now look at what he said we didn't do that because we don't have power to be chargeable to you we can also eat some of the offerings for god has said that they who preach the gospel should live also of the gospel but we did that to make ourselves an example to you we wanted to be an example to you we wanted to be an the only reason why we did that was to show you how you should also do it that's all so if you don't do it then you are not walking in our ways and our ways are successful Paul, Paul, one of the most successful pastors of all time if you don't walk in his ways you will also therefore not be successful yes and that's why at this time i want us to give an offering look 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 i've also been preaching to you you should also bless me the numbers are on your screen look if you don't bless me you are not doing something right it's true. am i not being a blessing to you oh, oh yes. yes you know and we've developed different ways that everybody can give if you are in ghana you can give by mtn mobile money 0242919494 bafford che i'm watching you reverend i'm watching you pastor manuel Daco, pastor abel from gambia you can send by world remit pastor bell i'm telling you i'm watching for your offering pastor bell from gambia <laughs> yes pastor ransford Daco as well i'm waiting pastor stephen from malta you can also send by paypal amen and everyone pastor ransford Daco, pastor nana Beyin, pastor patrick okot pastor inyeche victor hey every offering given every offering pastor ernest agbeno heavy god bless you please send your offering now that they will preach the gospel must live also of the gospel i'm waiting for you all those in italy you can also pay by paypal directly into the macarius office gmail account amen every given every given we are continuing we have one more um we have one more point and then we'll be closing i know that bishop saki is also sending his powerful mobile money oh bishop saki thank thank you very much for such a powerful mobile money we are about to receive from you in jesus name pastor sally kukua wow send your mobile money now pastor pastor sally i'm watching you and waiting pastor kathleen st john awai st john all over the world give it it will be a blessing you know these are seeds i'm sharing with you that will make for your great 
prosperity like i said i'm a very successful missionary so i'm so i'm teaching you things out of the bible and out of the books and out of my experience a three-pronged approach that is going to really help you Amen. amen back to the preaching okay no before we go back i want everybody just take a picture no back yes just take a picture with your phone yesterday when i said take a picture with your phone and send the mobile money after i didn't do it i'm giving you one more opportunity pastor victor i cannot see your mobile pastor victor <sighs> bishop william Corris from cape town south africa god bless you for watching every giving by paypal every giving by world remit every giving by mtn mobile money is going to be a blessing listen finally the tenth ministry bishop that shares with us can be just as fruitful as full-time ministry remember that paul was a very fruitful minister as a lay pastor as for daniel he never even came (laughs) full-time can you believe it daniel never became a full-time pastor of course paul became full-time at a point but not daniel jesus even became full-time at a point but not daniel so you can be very fruitful even though you are lay. you don't need to come full-time to become fruitful most of the letters in the bible paul wrote as a lay pastor all the visions of daniel you know daniel is the only prophet who saw both the first and the second coming of christ he was not a small pastor and if you read the vision of the weeks one day i read a bible commentary and you know the 1320 days i tell you you know the bible was able to trace that from the day daniel had that vision 1320 days later jesus walked into jerusalem on palm on palm sunday daniel was not a small minister but he was late totally late let's not talk about abraham isaac and jacob who were all lay even david was a politician david was not a priest david was a politician david was lay <laughs> yes and so you look if you are lay be strong, strong in the lay ministry strengthen yourself in it you find your ministry growing stronger and stronger amen, amen. and bishop says in the book that paul labored more abundantly and traveled more extensively he planted more churches than anyone else did he was truly an effective anointed and faithful pastor as we end for today i just want us all to lift our hands and ask god to touch our hearts with the power of the lay ministry oh yes with the powers of lay ministry we receive it in the name of Jesus. There's an anointing coming upon you for lay ministry. There is an anointing coming upon you for lay ministry. There is an anointing coming upon you. Karolabasume Kabala. Morenderia Katoroboshima Kaya. Bereke Taya Balabalabasakataha. Rotiya Kashume Kaliya Kataya. Moshima Kasuma Kataya. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. With thanksgiving. You know, before I close, there's someone say, if you go to my Telegram account, um, Telegram channel, you will get a free audio book. This book here. Ah, Faith Secrets. You can download it for free. It's a gift from Bishop Dagwood Mills to everyone who will bother to 
download it. It's going to be a blessing. This is the biggest of his new books. It's, it's, it's a great blessing. You can just go to my Telegram channel, have it there, Albert Toss Mills, all the way on um, Telegram. Once you join it, it's there for free. All the videos, all of um, the conferences are also there, free of charge. Now, if you'd also like to invite me to have a conference or a teaching or administration with um, your church about anything, you can also just send a WhatsApp message to the number um, that displayed or to the Facebook account. My staff will um, contact you. We can have a conference for you. You know, it's going to be a blessing. And then from the month of June, you know, we are going to do something different. The seed conferences will be ending for this season next week friday on the 29th of may mm. next next week I, w- I will be doing loyalty and disloyalty throughout the week because you know if you plan churches and there's no loyalty mm. you might as well decide that like, you've given birth and you've dashed the baby to the world satan will just come in and scatter the flock so it's important after planting churches sending lay people all the different things that we've done to understand and to instill and to practice and to enforce loyalty and the spirit and the culture of loyalty in your church and in your denomination. So next week we'll be doing that. But like I'm saying, from June, we'll be doing something different called the solution is in the Macarius. It's going to be a bit different. We will will be taking questions from you about any topic or ministry. Any question you um, send in, we will answer that. We will open one of the books in the Macarius and you will see that the solution to your ministerial quagmire is actually already written about. It's also to encourage you to get a Macarius for yourself. The Macarius is like a pharmacy. All the drugs you need are in a pharmacy. Today, you may have a headache. You don't need stomach running medicine. Amen. But the next time, what you may need will be for, sto- for a running stomach and not a headache. That's what the Macarius is like. It's like a pharmacy. Every problem you will ever have in ministry, the solution, the medicine for it, the medication for it, is already provided. Okay. Amen. And so that's what we will seek to do. So we'll, so we'll be expecting you to text questions. About anything at all about ministry, that just let it occur to you. Once you ask it, you send it to the Facebook page or you send a WhatsApp message. Plus 233 um, seven three nine eight 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 nine that's the office number or or even to the mtn mobile number we will receive it any number you send it to or send it by facebook we will answer it from one of the books of bishop dark you would know so even two or three of the books you know so that's what we'll be doing in the month of june it's going to it's very exciting we had a radio program like that for a season it was awesome so now we are we are bringing it to you as well as we are being led by God, it will be called the solution is in the Macarius. And um, that would be in the month of June. It's going to be exciting. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, God bless you. But tomorrow, tomorrow we are here again the same time and carry someone to watch with you. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a, a blessing. You know, and may you enjoy and be blessed uh, for the rest of today. May the Holy Spirit be with you. May your thoughts be guided by the Holy Spirit. May you go forward and not backwards. May you be above only and not beneath. Especially those who are watching me who are missionaries. And who have missionaries under you. Remember, you can watch the video again and all the different things I shared about how to have partners, raise partners, have money on the mission field. Take them as prophecies and 
prophetic guidance for you it will change everything about your ministry and your mission god bless you see you tomorrow i love you all bye-bye